from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in, everyone. John Lee Nettie in the morning here on Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. We're streaming online, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you so much for joining me today, friends. It is Wednesday, ready to go, August 12th. John Gaffney, Director of Evangelization and Catechesis, will make his monthly segment today all about the uh, Youth and Young Adult uh, Conference that's going to be taking place. Religious Education Youth Ministry Gathering is going to be uh, this fall 2020 and we're going to really talk about what the program and process is going to look like how we can help keep uh, our kids catholic during this time as well uh, and really kind of shore up that uh, sense of love for the faith and christ jesus within our own families during these times of struggle and difficulties so we'll have john gaffney to talk about this uh, all about it for our evangelization segment in the diocese also coming up, 745, it's Wednesday, so you know Bo Bonner is going to be on, Director of Mission and Ministry at Mercy College of Health Sciences. Going to talk about Aristotle's keys to happiness today. How did Aristotle see happiness, and what's the difference from Aristotle's uh, key of happiness, that's really lasted over 2,300 years, to uh, what we see in modern society, in our modern world's pursuit of happiness. Bo Bonner will be coming on to uh, really talk about that, and I, I'll tell you, if you want to, to be happy um, this this guy is the one you're going to want to look to, Aristotle, that is, and uh, we'll have that for you and all about it uh, in the second half hour today. Uh, we'll have uh, Pope Francis's Wednesday general audience today as well coming up here in just a little bit, and uh, yeah, we'll see what else we can get to. Two solid segments today, so we'll We'll uh, try to get to a little bit more if we can. If not, it'll take it all up. Mark Amadeo, News and Sports, weather straight from the desk of Channel 13, meteorologist Megan Selwa, and your saint of the day. That'll shore up this Wednesday. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, Pray for us. Amen. Amen. Mark Amadeo now, News and Sports. News and Sports with Mark Amadeo. Well, you got the power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got the power now. I know some are many. Many, not some, including hours. Deacon yeah. Tony. He's still, he's still out of power. Yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's, uh, it's coming up. The grid is slowly returning. The south side in will some, rebuild. Some spot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well we got ours last night about a little after eight o'clock uh 33 and a half hours we were without but there's still f- folks out there i just saw the latest uh number 66,000 people or, or 66,000 households in polk county still without power so uh it continues and we were just fortunate last night about eight o'clock to get ours back on john so you've had to share in the the cold showers right because the the hot water heater is probably not working 
Oh, we had gas hot water heaters. So oh, if you have okay. a gas hot water heater, you're you're in good shape. All right. <laughs> you just can't wash clothes because it needs electricity to right. start the uh, washer and dryer. But uh, no, you can take hot showers if you got a gas uh, water okay. heater. My my boss found that out yesterday. I said, <laughs> "No, you're fine." <laughs> Sounds good. But uh, yeah, the cleanup continues. Yeah. How about your neighborhood, John? All uh, the, the cleanup. The, everybody got all their stuff to the curb. No, it, not all of it yet. But um, hopefully today we're going to get a limb down, a couple limbs down, actually. And um, yeah, we 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 had not in my in my neighborhood we did at my house we had very minimal damage but um you know we we got ours for the decade with that one tree coming down last year so we we got our damage for the decade we'll, we're fine oh, for the I next see. 10 That's years right. without that but um yeah i mean our neighborhood just like i think every other one and it's not just yeah, the trees well, down, um, you know, the, the beautiful new park in Urbandale that's right next door to my parents' house. Um, they, they had some massive damage of the big trees. But it's also the trees that are going to need, you know, um, trimming because of this now. How's Mark's yeah. ventilation system coming along there? Yeah. You... <laughs> You're talking about the new skylight we're going to have in our bathroom, <laughs> that's the, the right. hole that's there now? <laughs> mm. I will say one thing. The the adjuster got out here yesterday, so we have the, the first steps uh, begun, and now we have the estimate part coming, Tony. And uh, that'll uh, – I'm always kind of leery about rain, and we have yeah. a chance to rain here in the next uh, three days, so I'm kind of leery about that. But, yeah, we've got to start estimates and then having everything redone. Well, I'm glad you're not wasting any time. Yeah, we're we're very fortunate. So, uh, and and your and your man Dean Bell will be a big part of this, John. I can tell you that. I he hope will so. Be, uh, at the forefront, Get, gave us some great advice yesterday when the adjuster was out. He couldn't be here physically because yeah. he had his own stuff he was dealing with. But uh, uh, we look forward to visiting with him throughout this whole process. We'll be in the construction business. You know, they took away Big Ten football. We're going to have <laughs> yeah. construction this fall. I can tell you that. They here. did no Hawks. This <laughs> now Hawks going to go rogue here. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Oh, there, there are so much talk about that. I don't think they legally can, and Nebraska is the other one that would like to. But yeah. uh, I think Big 12 is going to have football. They're going to make an announcement today. Uh, there will be about three conferences that have football. So stay tuned for that, Mr. Leonetti. You may have uh, football names in, uh, for this fall. Well, I, Iowa State's going to have a good team, so I'm fine with it right now. Yeah, they'll, they'll immediately be a top 15 team. So there'll only be 20 teams left. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what's appearing to happen but we'll we'll see yeah. all right well let's get right to it this morning from the uh, who tv 13 weather desk a meteorologist megan selwalk currently in des moines at the mercy one studios we have cloudy skies 68 degrees and east southeast wind at eight miles per hour the humidity up there at 87 percent and uh, the cleanup continues we're going to have unstable weather to, beginning today as we see uh, cloudy skies isolated storms are possible here in central iowa mainly in northern iowa but they could reach the central iowa area high of 85 degrees southeast winds at 5 to 15 miles per hour throughout the day tonight uh, isolated storms possible overnight low of 60 degrees and then tomorrow isolated storms continue high of 86 degrees and on friday more of the same 
uh, isolated storms and a high of 87 degrees. The rains will be ending uh, sometime Saturday morning and highs in the mid to lower 80s this weekend, but we will have uh, partly cloudy skies and dry conditions Saturday afternoon and all day Sunday. Well, in the news on this uh, Wednesday morning, uh, the Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds issued a disaster proclamation yesterday for several Iowa counties impacted by the derecho that uh, passed through Iowa on Monday. Now, disaster proclamations were issued for 19 Iowa counties, eight right here in the central Iowa area, including uh, Dallas, uh, Green, Jasper, Marshall, Polk, Powashik, and Story counties. The proclamation allows uh, the counties to use state resources to recover from storm damage. It also temporarily suspends some regulatory provisions to allow crews to respond to damage throughout the state. Now, Governor Reynolds said that approximately 450,000 Iowans are without power, and that damage to power grids could cause outages to last several days. She also indicated some utility Companies have lost communications due to uh, a Monday storm. Now, during yesterday's news conference, a representative from the Iowa Utilities Board said reports of the uh, derecho may be one of the most destructive storms Iowa has ever seen. Early estimates indicate around 10 million crop uh, acres of crop damage. That is 43% of Iowa's coin, corn and soybean crops. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And last night, Major League Baseball scoreboard, some of the Midwest teams that were involved. The Cubs win after being off about five days. Cubs defeated Cleveland 7-1 in Cleveland last night. White Sox downed uh, Detroit 8-4. to uh, Cincinnati defeated the Kansas City Royals 6-5 to in 10 innings. And Milwaukee down Minnesota 6-4. to We are just 16 days away from the opening night of the high school football season right here in Iowa. And for the 44th consecutive year, Iowa Catholic Radio will be broadcasting Dowling Catholic High School football. Maroons are the seven-time defending champs in Class 4A, and the opening night is Friday, August 28th, Dowling at Indianola. Our pregame coverage begins at 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock from the Indianola Football Stadium, right across from their high school at their uh, middle schools. We'll be on the air on Friday, August 28th, the opening night of the high school football season. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have cloudy skies and 68 degrees, and east-southeast wind at 8 miles per hour, the humidity up there at 87%. Today we will see ice Isolated storms with cloudy skies uh, possible throughout the day. A high of 85 degrees with southeast winds at 5 to 15 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Wednesday morning. John Lee and Eddie show coming up. Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are accident-free, but again, with that power outage, remember lots of flashing lights and many traffic lights that are not working that do not have the stop signs up. Those are to be treated as four-way stops, so just use lots of caution as you are out and about today as we're trying to get everything cleaned up after the big storm. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken is a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jiminy. Pope Francis said Wednesday that Christian faith demands conversion, conversion from individualism, and a commitment to defending the inherent dignity 
of every person. So what he's trying to do here for his Wednesday general audience address that was live streamed from the library at the Vatican there is to widen our view. He has said this, and this has been a constant theme of his pontificate, that we are at our worst and most unhappy when we turn inward on ourselves, individualism, when our lives only just become about us selfishness, greed, ego. It's just all about me. It's what I want and how I want it. Pope Francis, again, over the course of these many years that he's been Pope, has been trying to help the church come out of that sort of um, mentality. And it's, it's tough because it's just ingrained in us, especially here in the West. You know, you got to go get what's yours, as they say. You know, you, you, you only can depend on yourself, as, as some say. But the Holy Father, in our faith, teaches otherwise, a commitment to defending the inherent dignity of every person, going out of ourselves now. So it's not just about me. He says, quote, While we work for the cure of a virus that affects everyone without distinction, faith urges us to work seriously and actively to fight indifference in the face of violations of human dignity. We want to recognize the human dignity in every person whatever his race, language, condition might be. Again, speaking live stream, he says this renewed awareness of the dignity of every human being, what it does is it has kind of a ripple effect for the entire culture. Everything in the culture. The way in which we work. The way in which we, we, we raise our families. So it, it is a way of living that truly... And again, this is kind of overused, but it can change the world. He said that the pandemic has, quote, shed light on broader social ills, including a distorted view of the person that ignores human dignity and fosters an individualistic and aggressive throwaway culture. It's another theme of his uh, pontificate, which transformed the human being into a consumer good. I mean, this is case in point, you know, Catholicism against the world here what he's saying. And this isn't just coming from him. I mean, how many speeches did St. John Paul II give on this topic here? I mean, this was, again, the, the theme of his life as well. 26 years of his pontificate defending uh, the human person and the rights of the human person. First and foremost, to be born into the world and protected in the womb and also out in the world and the way in which we live and work and the, the freedoms that we have. He said, in light of faith, we know instead that God looks at a man and a woman in another manner, a different manner that looks at them from uh, consumer goods or just kind of uh, objects for our gratification. But rather, he created us not as objects, but as people loved and capable of loving So he has created us in his own image and likeness. In this way, he has given us a unique dignity, calling us to live in communion with him, in communion with our sisters and our brothers, and respect for all creation. The the pandemic has highlighted how vulnerable and interconnected we are all. If we do not take care of each other, starting with the least, with those who are most affected, including creation, we cannot heal the world. So again, venturing out of ourself here, 
where my life is not just about me, and we're able to participate in God's own divine life when we exercise this, because that's what God has done for us. This is how he loves us. Love one another as I have loved you, that we are to participate in that very love of God. So Pope Francis, with his Wednesday general audience address, talking all about the dignity of the human person. Again, this is nothing new, folks. You know that. This is, uh, has been, uh, popes on down the line have been talking about this. Uh, the teachings of the church um, are right on this and have been all throughout the centuries. And it continues. It continues in today's day and age. All right, uh, coming up right next, John Gaffney, Director of Evangelization and Catechesis for our Evangelization Monthly Spotlight. We're going to talk to him uh, all about the uh, youth, young adult ministry, religious education uh, gathering that's going to take place, how that's going to happen this fall, and um, some ways in which we can shore up in our families a life of holiness and love. Bo Bonner, second half hour, going to talk about the difference between Aristotle's understanding and teachings of happiness. Oh yeah, we're going back thousands of years to modern, uh, the modern world's understanding and teaching of happiness. And there is a clear and stark difference here, but we're going to go way back here for our monthly truth and, excuse me, weekly truth and beauty segment. Don't go anywhere. John Lee Nettie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks to Dean Bell. We're speaking about uh, people cleaning up some damage. He is out and about. He sent me some pictures of some of the damage that he's working on yesterday uh, on top of those roofs, and he's got his work cut out for him. I'll tell you what. Uh, he's on here, and this is the only place that he's put his name, Iowa Catholic Radio, because he wants to support us and the life-saving work that we are doing here. Everyone together trying to avail ourselves to the Holy Spirit to be able to change lives, to bring people to understand their faith and to love Almighty God. He knows that. 963-4494. Residential re-roofs, 963-4494. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com. 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one, one child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to BlessmanInternational.org and click Sponsor a Child. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. 
Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, confluencebrewing.com. Hi, I'm Al Cresta, host of Cresta in the Afternoon. After the Second Vatican Council, Catholic laity began to take co-responsibility for the church, and the Catholic radio movement is one of the great fruits of that post-conciliar church. Catholic radio edifies, it exhorts, it encourages, it educates, it engages the culture, and on occasion, we entertain a bit. Your partners with your local Catholic radio station, support them. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. Hey folks, we're still looking for challengers. If you would like to give a gift, $500 or more, and uh, match anything to Iowa Catholic Radio at $500 or more, maybe you want to put a matching gift on the table for $500, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000, we've had them. I've seen $5,000 matching gifts. Uh, You can do so. You go online and you can indicate uh, that you want to be a matching gift. Just click donate to Iowa Catholic Radio and uh, that $500 or $1,000 and we'll get in touch with you. Um, And uh, otherwise you can, let's see, you can mail it in. You can go to, uh, and our website there has the, the address or look, whatever way you want to do it, you can even give us a call. I'm sure someone here will help you. I know someone here will help you. So those matching dollars are key for our upcoming Carathon here in September. Thank you for your generosity. You always come through for us, our listeners. Always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Director of Evangelization and Catechesis, John Gaffney, back on the show. Hey, John. Good morning, John. Good morning to you, my friend. Back on, ready to go. Now, are you back in the diocese yet? We're actually working in the offices. Yes. Uh, so uh, the Pastoral Center reopened uh, as of July 27th. We're doing modified scheduling. Okay. So I'm sitting here on my beautiful deck and this beautiful morning, uh, God's gift to us uh, after that big storm, yeah. and uh, and working from home today. But uh, we're, we're all back, and... Uh, uh, ready to go for the people of God here in Southwest Iowa. Well, your view can't be all that bad today. Oh no, it's beautiful. Yeah, looking for all the, the silver linings of staying home, huh? Exactly. Sounds good, sounds good to me. Um, all right, so parish programming. Um, you know, wh- wh- I know you're going to. Um, there's going to be a religious education youth ministry regathering for the fall of 2020. We don't quite know what that's going to look like yet. Is that right? Well, it's coming into shape. Okay. Uh, so, you know, uh, of course, schools are getting a lot of uh, press, and, and, and right, rightfully so. Um, but, you know, parents are saying, um, you know, we need our parishes. We need, we need to get our young people uh, back engaged into the faith. Uh, the parishes do such a great job with uh, parish faith formation. So what's it going to look like? And uh, so we've been working throughout the summer 
with religious education directors and youth ministry leaders uh, and pastors to uh, to formulate three options uh, that you're going to see in your parishes um, coming this fall. Uh, so, uh, and a lot of it is focused on uh, what is the best thing for the family spiritual health. Uh, we're focusing, you know, uh, on on how can we support our families uh, not only when we're in the shutdown, but now as we continue to regather, how do we how do we help them the best um, uh, as they they continue their journey in, uh, with God? So, uh, so uh, one of the bigger options is how do we gather in parishes uh, in a more traditional type programming, but do it safely. And so, so that's one option that a lot of parishes, especially um, in some of our rural areas, um, are going to be doing. But even here in the Des Moines area, a lot of intergenerational faith formation. Uh, and we'll get into how can parents support their kids uh, a little bit later. But uh, you're going to see a lot of options that gather the whole family together to learn about their faith uh, one week and then head into the home to learn more about the faith as a family with activities uh, the other three weeks. Now, is that where religious yes. education is going in, in the diocese here, more family style? Well, you know, that's a great question, John. Uh, you know, one of the things the Church has talked about for years um, uh, is the domestic Church, which yeah. was incredibly strong. I mean, you had Church, you had uh, school, and you had Church, and, and you had family. And so you had this trinity of the strength of, uh, of faith. Well, uh, we've kind of um, chipped away at at almost every single one of those, including the family, mm-hmm. and and so um, so I think this pandemic has really said, "Hey, people, uh, hey, leaders of the church, uh, we really need to do what we can to strengthen the church uh, to the family, and the best way to do that is to learn faith as a family, and and so I think you're going to see a lot more intergenerational faith uh, options um, that. Uh, help the young people, but especially help mom and dad um, uh, grow in their faith so that they can help their children as well. I just think that's so key. I'm your biggest fan on that, John, because, you know, and I've said this for a long time, you know, you you can send someone on a retreat for three days, uh, but they're going to be home, you know, for for 362. And Mm -hmm. and that's where the faith formation, it's just going to be, you know, the balance there isn't there. So if we can also help and strengthen families, go right to the core there, the domestic church, uh, which is the vital component to to the entire church, the the family, the microcosm Mm -hmm. of God in the world. If we can start strengthening that again, um, I I think you're just right on with that. Yeah, no, it's 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 so important. So, so, so that's a gathered option, um, and so you're going to see a lot of that. But we're also um, uh, many of our parishes, and especially through the leadership of Saints John and Paul Parish in Altoona, mm-hmm. with the Saint Joseph Educational Center, are going to be doing a virtual uh, family faith formation option. And out of their generosity, they're opening it up to uh, any parish in the diocese. Um, actually, they're even going to open it up outside of the diocese, but. If there are families that might want to join in for some of these segments, they'll have a national speaker, uh, people like yourself that go out on and, 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 and do these incredible opportunities for parishes um, to do a, a lesson once a month. And they've kind of focused it kind of like a family meal. So what's the main menu that they're getting? Um, what are the side dishes? What are the desserts? 
And so uh, they've really put together a fantastic process that's completely virtual. And there are some other opportunities for virtual, especially like with youth ministry, um, through, uh, through programs like Formed and stuff like that, that uh, you're going to see uh, some, some options as well. So you've got the gather, you've got the virtual, and then in the center, because we don't know where COVID-19 is going to continue to go, we've got a hybrid model. So if we need to pull back a little bit, that doesn't necessarily mean uh, closing down mass or anything, but we're in this thing called phase three, which is parish programming. If we need to pull back a little bit, uh, parishes are figuring out how do we do that so we don't shut everything down um, and we continue religious education and youth ministry, but in, in a different form than what we started off with this fall. Planning just takes on such a different dimension uh, in these days right now, <laughs> because yeah. you, you're doing three times the work, so you're planning three different ways yeah. instead. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way everyone's got to roll right now for the next uh, uh, few months, hopefully for the next few months, yeah. and, and then we can put this to bed forever. Um, John Gaffney, Director of Catechesis and Evangelization for the Diocese. Anything else you want to promote here? Hey, you know, we're looking forward to Christ our life and, uh, and, 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 and all of that. And I know he, I don't know exactly know the programming, but look to our website. We've got some wonderful young adult ministry, uh, uh, programming theology on tap that's going to start up again this fall. Uh, and it's going to be live and, uh, and we're looking so forward to uh, getting out there again and being with God's people. Awesome, it's just man. such a blessing. Talk to you soon, brother John. Thanks for coming on. God bless, John. Bye-bye now. John Gaffney, everyone. Bo Bonner coming up, second half hour for our Catholic Truth and Beauty segment. Going to talk about Aristotle's understanding of happiness, yes, thousands of years ago, compared to today. And uh, I, this Aristotle has really formed and shaped uh, even the Church, of course, in, in its understanding of where true happiness can be found. We'll... Um, We'll talk all about that. That's going to be a good segment here in the second half hour. It's Wednesday, August 12th. Thanks for being a part of the show today, friends. And thank you to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for underwriting the show, whether it be plumbing, heating, air conditioning services, 20 years in business. Golden Rule. Technicians trained in the in-home training facility, 100% satisfaction guarantee. They're everywhere right here especially on Iowa Catholic Radio, goldenrulephc.com. That is goldenrulephc.com. Father Andrew now with today's Gospel and Reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have one over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. Amen, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The Gospel of the Lord Here Jesus gives us a protocol to reconcile with others, implicitly stressing the reality of sin being an offense against not just God, others as well. It's a teaching that emphasizes the duty we have to be charitable and help each other to be right with God and one another. It's also a command that when practiced, 
helps us build up a more just and healthy society and culture. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePHD.com. Golden Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. No man is an island we can found. No man is an island that you Thanks for joining me today. It's Wednesday, folks. Bo Bonner coming up here soon. Director of Mission and Ministry for Mercy College of Health Science. We're going to talk to him about Aristotle today. All things Aristotle. You want to learn about who this guy is. You know his name. We'll give you some background on him and also how he taught uh, and why it's still around today. The ways in which he taught, especially when it came to logic uh, and reasoning. And we're going to talk about happiness. That's going to be the overall theme. And he had a lot to say on it uh, and compare that to the modern world's quest pursuit of happiness deacon tony valdez let's offer our day to almighty god with our morning offering god our father we offer you our day we offer you all our thoughts words joys and sufferings in union with the heart of jesus holy spirit be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love mary mother of jesus in the church pray for us amen amen let's go to mark imadeo news and sports news and sports with mark amadeo hello sir well, good morning once again, John. Happy Wednesday. We are at hump day today. Right in the middle of the week. Here we are. Absolutely. Power got back on last night. Others not so lucky. Uh, 66,000 folks here in Polk County without power and many more across the state. So the uh, getting back on the grid is slowly happening. I was just saying that to, to Deacon Tony. Um, you know, just in general, it seems there's a, an element of hope in the air that I think is good. But And then the, Hurricane Iowa came through and, uh, you know, just kind of brings us back down a little bit. But we'll, 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 we'll bring oh, it back. Is that what they named it, John? Hurricane Iowa. <laughs> That's what I named it anyway. My goodness. I, I know we have uh, submarines and ships named after the state of Iowa and uh, universities named after Iowa, but Hurricane Iowa. Hmm, I don't well, remember. That's basically what a du- I don't remember that's basically what a duration is. Like that. I, I just don't. I don't know. Maybe we've had that years ago or something, but I, I cannot remember in my lifetime uh, winds that, that bad. Yeah, and uh, I, I know we've had straight line winds probably, you know, up near 80, 90, 100 miles an hour at times during the state, but to go across the state like it did and mm-hmm. how that thing formed and without any really prediction from any meteorologist was just uh, uh, something unreal and it went from here all the way past the Chicago area. That that was, and the damage that it did it in communities and uh, and the crops. And I, I was amazed this morning when I read that uh, 43% of Iowa's corn and soybean oh. crops have been damaged by this storm, and that is, you know, that's 
just amazing. That's a lot, man. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah, I, 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 I'm just amazed. But, you know, we got a new skylight out of the whole thing in yep. our bathroom, which we weren't intending to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure the neighbors love that. The ones that live next door are going to, you know, Amadale's got a skylight, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're getting that gradually uh, fixed. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, you know, one thing you go outside, John, in the evening and last night before the power came on, you hear two things. You hear a lot of saws yep. and you hear a lot of generators. Yes, you do. <laughs> That's the two things going on. I haven't heard a bird in a long time. I haven't uh, heard the bird. Out, we have birds. Do we have locusts? Are there any locusts? <laughs> no, don't, no, 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 no. It's 2020. Don't even mention locusts. Uh, I, don't, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> the birds are seeing their left. shrinks right now. They're terrorized, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> Man. No question about it. That's, uh, that's, that's basically it. But uh, hopefully everything will get back together, and it's going to be a slow, long process. Yeah, it will be. It will be. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll move right through it. We've got some unstable weather coming through, so we can see some isolated storms today. So, hey, uh, Deacon Tony, uh, hang right in there, buddy. You can still take a shower if you have a gas uh, gas water heater, by the way. I don't know. I'll just, yeah. I'll just go with the, through the car wash with the windows down. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> Is that what you've been doing? Okay. Okay. Yeah, just be mindful of that. All right. Right now from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have cloudy skies, 68 degrees. Won't see too much sun today. East-southeast winds right now at 8 miles per hour. The humidity up there at 87%. Today, cloudy skies. Isolated storms are possible here in central Iowa, mainly north of Des Moines. High of 85 degrees. Southeast winds at 5 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, cloudy skies. Isolated storms remain possible. Overnight low of 70 degrees. And tomorrow, same forecast. Isolated storms. High of 86 degrees for your Thursday. Friday, more of the same. Isolated storms. High of 87 degrees. The rain will be uh, moving through here Saturday morning. The rest of Saturday looking pretty good, partly cloudy and dry. And on Sunday, uh, dry all day, highs in the uh, mid to lower 80s on both uh, Saturday and Sunday. Well, in the news, on this Wednesday morning, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds issued a disaster proclamation yesterday for several counties here in the state of Iowa that were heavily impacted by the derecho that passed through Iowa on Monday. Disaster proclamations were issued in 19 counties, eight right here in central Iowa, including uh, Clark, Dallas, Green, Jasper, Marshall, Polk, Powell, Sheep, and Story counties. Uh, the proclamation allows the counties to use state resources to recover from the storm damage. Governor Reynolds said that approximately 450,000 Iowans are without power and that damage to power grids could cause outages to last several days. She also indicated that some utility companies have lost communications due to the storm. Now, during yesterday's news conference, a representative from the Iowa Utilities Board said reports indicate the derecho may be one of the most destructive storms Iowa has ever seen. Early estimates indicate around 10 million acres of crop damage. That would be 43% of Iowa's corn and soybean crops that were damaged due to the storm. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Last night's Major League Baseball scoreboard, some of the Midwest teams that were involved, the Cubs, after having a five-day layoff, uh, came back and won in Cleveland. Cubs 7, Cleveland 1. White Sox defeated Detroit 8-4. to Cincinnati down the Kansas City Royals 6-5 to in 10 innings. And the Milwaukee Brewers down the Minnesota Twins 6-4. to We're just 16 days away from the opening night of high school football here in the state of Iowa. And for the 44th consecutive year, Iowa Catholic Radio 
will be broadcasting Dowling Catholic High School football. Dowling is the uh, seven-time defending champs in Class 4A. And the opening night is Friday, August 28th, Dowling at Indianola. Our pregame coverage begins at 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock, and we'll be live from uh, Indianola Football Stadium, located right across from our high school at their middle school. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have cloudy skies, 68 degrees. Today we'll see cloudy skies with isolated storms possible, a high of 85 degrees with southeast winds at 5 to 15 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Wednesday morning, John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities, is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Continuing accident-free as we uh, make way on that drive this morning. Uh, pretty much business as usual except for all the power outages. So again, uh, just be aware as you are out and about today with the uh, stoplights on flash and other lights that are not working at all uh, in your travels. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken is a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your saint of the day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Today's saint is a reminder that our happiness in this life is brief, but that God never abandons his care for us. St. Jane Francis de Chantal, today, was born to a wealthy member of the French Parliament. She married a baron, and together they had six children, three of whom died in infancy. Jane and the baron restored the practice of daily mass in the castle they lived in, and Jane worked hard to raise their children. They were happy. But at the age of 30, Jane's husband died, and Jane sunk into a deep depression for two years. Then she met St. Francis de Sales, who became her spiritual director. She wanted to become a nun, but he persuaded her to defer the decision. She took a vow to remain unmarried and to obey her director. Francis then asked Jane to help him found the women's religious group he had been planning, a community without a cloister for women who were too old, too sick, or otherwise incapable of joining a traditional order. Together, they formed the Visitation Nuns. However, St. Francis de Sales had to bow to pressure against women in active ministry, and the community had to become cloistered after all and take up the rule of St. Augustine. During a part of her religious life, she had to undergo great trials of the Spirit, interior anguish, darkness, and spiritual dryness. St. Jane Francis de Chantal died while on a visitation of convents of the community. St. Vincent de Paul said of her, But for all that suffering, her face never lost its serenity, nor did she once relax in the fidelity God asked of her. And so I regard her as one of the holiest souls I have ever met on this earth. We ask today, St. Jane Francis de Chantal, to pray for us. Amen. What a great story. Big thanks to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting the saint of the day. Experienced in wills and estate planning. Easy to put this stuff off, but that's a mistake because we're talking about families here. 224-1776, that's 515-224-1776. When we come back, Bo Bonner, with your Catholic Catholic Truth and Beauty segment, going to learn all about Aristotle today and his understanding of the pursuit of happiness and where it's found compared to modern worlds.
Don't go anywhere. John Lee Nettie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design. Well, there might be some landscapes that have been torn up here because of that storm. A Catholic family, veteran-owned, with a wide range of high-quality hardscape services, including paver patios, sidewalks, retaining walls, premium boulder walls, window wells, and more. And more. 493-1060. FiveSonsNatureScapes.com. Passionate about the work and service they provide. That's 493-1060. Your diocesan minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Wednesday, August 12th. I'm Kelly Metcher-Collins. Help your college student connect with their new campus Catholic community. Send your student's name, school, and contact information to Campus Ministry at St. Catherine of Siena Parish in Des Moines, or call the parish and ask for camp- the campus minister. They'll forward that information to the Catholic community on your child's campus. Help them get off on the right foot by staying in touch with their faith. The Emmaus House is offering a virtual retreat the weekend of September 18th and 19th called Biospiritual Focusing, Praying with the Whole Self. This program includes a basic introduction to biospiritual focusing that features presentations, reflections, and discussion. This online retreat will be led by experienced spiritual directors and retreat leaders Deborah Sheehan and Jane King, who are both adjunct lecturers in the Creighton University Christian Spirituality Program. To learn more, visit theemmaushouse.org. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Metra-Collins. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app at iowacatholicradio.com. I don't see, I still believe. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally and featuring regular, seasonal, and limited-release beers available at local stores, bars, and restaurants. Confluence Brewing Company at 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, and online at confluencebrewing.com. Confluence Brewing Company offers curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Lossman International, still doing the life-saving work there in Limpopo, South Africa. Thank you for underwriting the show. Blessmaninternational.org, Dr. Jim and Beth Blessman, 2001. They've been at it helping to feed families, helping to give basic things that you and I just take for granted, honestly, and fostering those food-secure communities for uh, lifetimes. Blessmaninternational.org. Bo Bonner, Director of Mission and Ministry, Mercy College of Health Science, with our Truth and Beauty segment. Hello, Bo. Good morning, John. How are you? Doing just fine. I was given a book by my spiritual director as a graduation gift, and it was on Aristotle and happiness. Uh, my spiritual director, now Bishop Johnson, that book still sits atop my 
my um, uh, bookshelf, and I've read it a few times, and it was kind of a game changer for me, Bo, and you're going to kind of be here to hash all this out for us. First and foremost, who was Aristotle? Well, I'm just glad you read the book. I thought you were going to say it's been up there unopened, <laughs> so good job. Several uh, times. <laughs> Aristotle, um, you know, the, the probably most famous Western philosopher uh, is either Socrates or Plato, um, but uh, Plato's student, Aristotle, maybe has the most far-reaching effect. Aristotle, uh, an ancient Greek, uh, you know, he, he actually was the tutor to Alexander the Great. Um, not only was he a sort of philosopher and ethicist, he was a scientist at his time, um, he, he, he founds a school in the ancient world. Uh, he has a, a, an effect throughout all of the, the Greek world. He has an effect throughout the Islamic world. Eventually, because of the Crusades, the Christian world, re-encounters him again, I should say the Christian West, the Christian East had always read him, and then all of a sudden he's the foundation of uh, the sort of medieval ethical synthesis and metaphysical synthesis of philosophy. Thomas Aquinas uses him to really sort of bring home uh, the the Western understanding of philosophy, and uh, according to St. Thomas, this continues to have an influence throughout the modern world and then into, you know, today. So even if there's particular things or theories that we don't necessarily follow from Aristotle. His mark is all over the philosophical and scientific world, and just in that way, he, he's sort of a thread and a bedrock to most of the things uh, that you might study in a university. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say that. He, he wasn't, I don't want to say the founder of liberal arts education, but he was a huge proponent of it, and, and you know, the education that kind of educates the whole person, uh, moral character, you know, it's just not a bunch of learning set of skills. We're talking about, again, that kind of the foundation of it all, the, the human person. Exactly. So, you know, universities themselves, as we know them, uh, arise in the Middle Ages, but of course they have precursors throughout the whole ancient world. And so whereas uh, Plato founded the sort of uh, school of Athens, uh, the peripatetic school, which uh, really does seem to be one of the first in the ancient world to talk about learning through natural means, so I don't think we'd call them experiments, but uh, through observation and then really a sort of uh, clamping down on understanding what does it mean to live a good life, uh, really starts with Aristotle, and like you said, he tries to show how all of this is uh, integrated into uh, a human person as a whole, and not just, like you said, various subjects that are sort of like one-off considered um, in, in a fractured way. His theory of happiness. Well, so I think that one of the most surprising things when you teach ethics, and I've you know had the great blessing you get to do that at the college level and high school a little bit for a while now, is you know usually the idea of uh, doing the right thing is considered either hard work or no fun. It has to do with duties or things that just have to be done or our emotions. You get a wide range of ideas. That to do the right thing means to sort of buckle down and just do what someone told you. But Aristotle points out that actually all human activity ultimately has to do with desire. It has to do with what we want out of life and what we want to do in an immediate way. But ultimately it has to do with this question of what do we want at the end of it all? Why do we do any action? So this, this idea that every action has some end or goal that it's going after is called the teleological view of the world, which Telos just means end goal, the thing that we're after. And so, you know, you learn to write not just for the fun of it. You learn to write for the sake of being able to communicate. And then you get into these 
questions that a five-year-old would ask. Well, why do you want to communicate? And you're like, well, I want to be able to, you know, get stuff done in, in the world. Why do you want to do that? So there's all these why questions, mm-hmm. John. The whys, the whys, the whys. And eventually, the top why above all other whys, why, 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 why do anything, Aristotle says, is to be happy. Now, he doesn't mean that just in a sort of giddy, oh, I felt good for a moment. He means this fullness of happiness. In fact, the word he uses in Greek is called eudaimonia, and it might even be better translated in English as blessedness, wholeness. But this idea is you do anything from your job to getting married to where you choose to live, all the way down to the littlest things like mopping the floor or picking up after yourself, eating, sleeping, all of it ultimately is done for happiness. And so if you don't think in the ethical world about what you're doing in terms of ultimate happiness, you're really missing out. You're, you're, there's something that you're not understanding. To not have desire be at the center of our ethical considerations is to hide more than half of the whole when it comes to what does it mean to be an ethical person. So you know the end goal for for Aristotle here, but it wasn't just kind of uh, carve your own way uh, or find your own way, as we see in today's society. He really went the route of virtue, that this is the surest path that we can be guaranteed to find what it is we're looking for. No, John, I think that's a great point to make, that for a lot of us when we hear, oh, an ethics of happiness, that means just do what you want. It's actually quite the opposite. Yeah do what you want is to be a slave to all sorts of uh, things that could never make you happy. Pleasures go away immediately. Wealth is not had for its own sake. And even something like fame or honor is possessed by others. They give it to us, but they can take it away. So he points out that whatever truly will make us happy has to be long-lasting. It can't be taken away by outside forces, and it must be done for itself. And for Aristotle, the only thing that matches up to that description is virtue, And so when we become virtuous, we're the only person, John, that can make ourselves vicious or virtuous. We're the only person that can act that way in the face of no matter what's going on. And virtue is good in itself. You don't become virtuous so that you can get other things. It literally is just good to be courageous. Justice is just good in and of itself. And this is what Aristotle has in mind when he means happiness, not giddiness, not doing our own thing but doing that which we were made to do, the, the end, the goal, the telos, the function of the human soul. And that, he says, is a virtue. Who would you say uh, saints that really drew from Aristotle? Well, I mean, the obvious one in most people's mind is St. Thomas right. Aquinas. I mean, he, he comments on nearly every um, work that they had of Aristotle uh, in that era. And so any sort of movement or understanding of the ethical life subsequent to Thomas Aquinas uh, certainly has Aristotle enmeshed in, in so much of what they think. So, you know, you, you get all the way uh, through the, most of the Dominicans, as it were. But even people like, so for instance, uh, Edith Stein, so St. T- Teresa Benedict of the Cross, whose feast I believe was yesterday, if I'm not uh, misquoting that. So she ends up uh, learning a philosophy called phenomenology, who's you know, a different sort of modern philosophy in Europe. But as she goes along, she keeps trying to figure out how do we adapt what uh, these phenomenologists are talking about and learning into the Thomistic system. So she talks a lot about empathy and the phenomenology of existence and uh, sort of how we operate and love and know each other. 
but through Thomism. It's actually St. Thomas that helps her uh, convert. Uh, she eventually becomes uh, a Carmelite nun. Uh, you know, when, when the Nazis come for uh, Jewish people, she was, uh, she was Jewish. You know, she, she goes to uh, the death camps. Um, but the idea of ethical life and what she ended up doing with her life uh, just wedded through and through with ideas of Thomas and what he talks about with Aristotle. So uh, it's not just Thomas Aquinas, but many different people subsequent that, that have this Aristotelian understanding of happiness. And I'd say even the modern catechism, you see, even if it's not directly in Aristotelian language, uh, the sort of vestiges or the base or foundation regarding virtue. Bob Bonner, everyone, what do we got coming up on your show? Uh, Bud and I are going to talk about uh, the Feast of uh, the, oh, I'm blanking, the Assumption coming up, right? So we're going to talk about Mary is the big point. Sounds good uh, to so me. that's what's going to be on the show today. Knocked it out of the park today, brother. Thanks for coming on. Yep, God bless, John. All right, Bo Bonner, everyone. Uh, that does it. That's good stuff today, folks. Brings us right to the end, almost, of the hour. Deacon Tony Valdez, would you give us your blessing? Heavenly Father, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, prepare them, that free from sin and safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I am John Leonetti, friends. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. In this worn and weary land, where many a dream has died. Like a tree planted by the water, we never will run dry. So living water flowing through, God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire. Just to know you and to make you known. Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.